do my best. You may remember when our story left off that the gang was riding on the cloud dragon, which mostly just looked and felt like a cloud, and it or they were taking them in the wrong direction, away from the silver gateway, or the place they could meet with Sylvie, the first sunbeam dragon, or the dragon of the dawn. Lupo had just stood up and said, I'm jumping off this stupid cloud. The dogs gasped, and Condro lunged forward to grab Lupo by the hind legs, but Lupo slid through Condro's arms and leaped over the side of the cloud, much to the amazement, shock, and horror of the others. Condro was leaning over the edge of the cloud while the others held on to them, fearing they'd lose another dog, and all wide-eyed staring in disbelief and not saying a word. Did Lupo just jump to their own death? Just as Tuffy wiped a couple of stressed tears from under his eyes, they all heard the unmistakable laugh of the cloud dragon. <laughs> and then they heard the clicks and sharply flitting flutters of bat wings all around them. What they saw next blew their minds completely. Lupo, now wearing some type of black silky costume, slippers, and a mask, floated back up past them. All of the dog's mouths dropped open. <sighs> Meanwhile, Baba Budaba was waiting for Taffy and Seely in the shade of a mangrove tree. Now, it's not possible to say that any of the Abbas have facial expressions that a dog would be able to recognize as meaning one emotion or another, but Taffy could just tell that Baba had something urgent to share. There was just something about the way Baba was moving that seemed urgent. So Taffy and Baba Budaba intertwined paw and appendage almost immediately and began to communicate using their mind's eyes. Celie watched in awe patiently. Finally, after nodding her head yes quite a lot and thanking Baba Budaba, she turned to Celie and said, Baba met a creature that can help. It's something called a night cow. A what? barked Seely. Now, back up in the sky, floating on a cloud, Power Dog, Tuffy, Fetcher, and Condro were all staring, mouths open, 
as Lupo floated up above them in the sky, wearing a silky black costume, slippers on their back legs, and a mask on their face. <gasps> Enchantments, gasped Condro. Lupo was now floating towards the silver gateway, and they were following not far behind. Power Dog saw small black wings moving all around Lupo, then saw them all around the cloud and realized they were sky puppies. The obliterati were here, and they had caught Lupo in mid-air and were now flying them and accompanying all of them to the silver gateway. What's all this? What's all this? cried a small voice, and Power Dog saw beside the silver gateway a little silver lizard with silvery iridescent gossamer wings. It was the dragon of the dawn, sometimes called the first sunbeam dragon or Sylvie. Before anyone could answer, the little silver dragon had caught sight of the sky flower. Ah, you have the talisman, the silver dragon said. They then looked at the sullen slumping Lupo being carried by the sky puppies, shook their little lizard-like head and said, Oh my. This is a new kind of problem over here. Lupo and the rest of the dogs were speechless. Cloudy the Sky Dragon, who was very much a dragon again, was now flanked by more sky puppies, all wearing tiny goggles to protect their eyes from even the earliest sunlight. Sylvie looked all of them up and down, crossed their tiny little silver lizard-like front paws, and looking quite annoyed, said, Well? It was Cloudy who finally spoke. They need to see the head scene changer. It's no doubt about the dragon ball around Meowie. Dragon ball? Wondered Power Dog. He exchanged surprised glances with Tuffy. Condro turned from staring down there nibbling and said, Uh, what did you just say, dragon? Cloudy ignored Condro entirely and continued speaking to Sylvie, who was looking more interested now. Anyway, they were sent by Cody. And you know, it will need to be approved by the head scene changer and to send one of them through the galactic gateway, no doubt. Oh my, gasped Sylvie. But we have not traveled the galactic gateway in so very, very long. <laughs> well, sure, it's shocking, but you know I'm the one that's probably going to have to do it. Oh, Cloudy, it serves you right. You're always frolicking with the dogs and the bats and even the cats. Something like this was bound to happen, chided Sylvie. Just then, both Cloudy and Sylvie stiffened up as they heard a booming voice say, Now then, now then, what's all this? Looking back, Power Dog saw coming towards them a dragon with very large ears. They looked quite cross or agitated. Now then, now then, roared the dragon with the large ears. Move yourself there, Sylvie. We open the show here in a few seconds and again at once on the next range. See that you have that curtain up on time. Of course, replied the little silver dragon very humbly. Then the dragon with the large ears seemed to notice the dogs, bats, and Cloudy. They frowned darkly and their big ears seemed to flap and twitch with annoyance. Who are these on our cloud dragon and carried by our cousins? They roared. Cloudy shifted and moaned a little uncomfortably. They seemed to be straining under the weight of the dogs. Oh, you know, just some little dogs, said Sylvie, for all of the dogs were far too frightened and or confused to speak. Presently, the sky puppies holding Lupo carried them over to a proper bank of actual clouds next to Sylvie 
and lowered the scowling fennec down to sit upon the bank. Cloudy sidled up to the cloud bank and adjusted their body into a bit of a ramp until the dogs began to slide onto the cloud bank right next to Lupo. Condro deftly leaped off of Cloudy's back and onto the clouds quite eagerly and grasped their nibbling shoulder very firmly. Powerdog noticed how different the actual cloud bank felt under his paws and feet, firmer like land, but also still fluffy, cottony, and slightly damp. These were the types of clouds they were most used to from their days and nights spent cloud running, and this made Powerdog feel very good. The obliterati flitted and fluttered up and into a triangle formation as a group in front of them. The sky puppy in the lead nodded to the head scene changer, gave a sharp little salute so quickly that if Power Dog had blinked, he would have missed it. And then they flew off with great haste away from the sun and toward the land where it was still night. The head scene shifter looked all of them over carefully and then said, We really cannot have the sunrise upset by a bunch of silly nonsense you've gotten into with our cloud dragon. Cloudy looked down at the front paws and Power Dog felt that the cloud dragon seemed to be at least a little embarrassed. He did see the slightest, slightest crooked little grin on the shimmering white face though, and it was curious to him. All of this was so strange and new. He wished he could stop time to just stare at the scene and take it all in. He made a mental note to himself that he would like to remember it well enough to draw it later once everything calmed back down. Condro opened their mouth to speak, but it was Fetcher who held the sky flower aloft and said, We need your help. Cody said you would help us, and I'm sorry if we're late, but Cloudy took us in the wrong direction at first. Power Dog and Tuffy each put a paw on Fetcher for moral support, and they also clasped paws with each other. They made eye contact with the head scene shifter and nodded their heads as Fetcher spoke. The head scene shifter took in a deep breath, and then nodded and said, If this is about the Dragon Ball around Meowie, then you will need to go across the stars to Draconis. Excuse me? Draconis? asked Power Dog. Then, right before their astonished faces, the head scene changer began to spin their long tail around and around and around, as if whipping up a big pot of sky soup. And in the center of the swirl, a small but growing ball of blue ice began to form, or possibly appear, but seemingly out of nowhere. The blue ice ball had jagged, sharp-looking crystals jutting out of it, and they appeared to be growing, moving, and changing. Yes, Draconis is the homeworld of dragons, boomed the head scene shifter. Comet here can take one of you and only one. Our dragons shouldn't carry more than one or two dogs, and one cat, maybe. Cloudy ought to have known better. As he spoke, the ball of ice crystals unfurled and was absolutely a dragon, shining and gleaming like a precious diamond cluster, with only one smooth surface between their shoulders that was indeed just barely big enough for one dog to sit upon. That's why Cloudy took you in the wrong direction. They cannot carry this many dogs. And they knew the obliterati were still on patrol. Certainly, for a voyage through the stars, across the galaxy, and past the very edge of the dogmos, you will need to decide which one of you will go. And you need to decide quickly at that. The dogs were in shock. 
Power Dog and Lupo both could not take their eyes off of the ice crystal dragon. Fetcher and Conroe were locked into eye contact with the head scene shifter dragon, and Tuffy was looking down at his paws and feeling around in the cloud bank they were standing on. Power Dog knew that whenever Tuffy was thrown off of his game, his go-to move to center himself, besides five deep breaths, was to make sure all four feet were on the ground. Poor Tuffy, as this was certainly not the case. The ground was very, 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 very far below them. Condro rested a paw very firmly on their nibbling Lupo and spoke up. Thank you for this information and for your offer to help. Might we take a moment to discuss this within our group? The head scene shifter nodded and said, Yes, you're you're welcome, welcome, but only take just a moment. They turned to Sylvie and commanded, To the next range, Sylvie. We can't upset the balance. Sylvie nodded and disappeared with a wink and a twinkle. Sitting on the cloud bank, Power Dog felt scared, excited, and also a little hopeful. He desperately did not want to go to this place called Draconis. Somewhere off-world, dogs only knows how far away, and worst of all, alone. Fetcher looked at his brother and seemed to know what he was thinking. He said, I'm the one who rode through the hole of Dogland with Cloudy before. I should be the one to go. Condro very nearly interrupted Fetcher to say, No, I am the adult here and I should take this risk. Lupo was squirming under Condro's firm grasp, but said nothing and only glared through the mask they were wearing. Tuffy was speechless, and Power Dog said, This just feels wrong and rushed. I don't like splitting up. But then again, if TikTok Bunny can travel the universe solo, then I guess... Fetcher nodded and then said, You're right. None of this feels quite right. Condro nodded in affirmation, just as Lupo wriggled free from their grasp. But this time, they were all ready for whatever antics Lupo might be up to, and they all lunged forward to dogpile on top of the slippery fennec, who let out a whine, a yell, a sharp growl, and then an angry howl. As they struggled and squirmed to contain the slippery fennec, Lupo said, I'm the only one who's not afraid, and I prefer to go it alone. We're all alone in this world. Everything great I've ever done is something I did on my own. False, yapped Condro angrily, which surprised all of them to hear. Condro was clearly enraged. The head scene shifter watched it all unfold, but did nothing to intervene. Cloudy was grinning and looked very entertained by it all. Comet was looking away from all of them, back towards the dogmos, or space. In the struggle, Power Dog unintentionally touched noses with Lupo, and when he did, he saw a strange silver sparkle in just one of Lupo's eyes. He gasped as Lupo closed their eyes, wriggled completely free from the bottom of the dog pile, slipped out and down the side of the cloud bank, hopped onto Comet's smooth spot, holding Fetcher's sky flower aloft victoriously, and then tapped Comet lightly on the backside, spurring Comet to take off. No! 
yelled Power Dog. And before they vanished in a flash of light and an electrostatic snap, Lupo turned around, smiled at them, and yelled, So long, losers. See ya. Wouldn't wanna be ya. All right, that's it for now. We will continue this story in our next episode. Now, I'm joined by my co-author and the seven-year-old with deep dogland knowledge, my son Hank. Hi, Hank. Hello. (laughs) Hank, we are really getting into some crazy dragon stuff right now. What do you think about that? Yo! What do you think about flying on cloud dragons? Yo! I like it. I love it. I like it. (laughs) Okay, Hank, are you ready for a joke? How do dragons make plans? How? They don't. They just wing it. (laughs) Thank you, listeners. If you liked what you heard, you can see more content at our website, PowerDogAdventures, all one word, dot com. There you can sign up for our infrequently emailed newsletter and also submit any good dog jokes. And we'll be forever grateful if you feel like telling your friends about the show, too. If you are looking for more great shows, then please check out the other members of Kids Listen, a grassroots organization dedicated to high-quality audio for kids and families. There are well over 100 great shows to find there. Ask your grown-up to check out kidslisten.org to find out more. Special thanks to our creative partner, the inimitable Jason Rourke, who makes these stories sound extra good with his wise counsel, recording, sound design, and even original music. This podcast has been made possible in part by funding provided by the Regional Arts and Culture Council in Portland, Oregon. Thank you, Rack. It has been made even more possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support and extra big thanks to our Patreon patrons who get early access to all of our episodes ad-free, as well as goodies and merch and birthday shout-outs at any level of support. We are not joking even a little when we say we could not do this without you. The Adventures of Power Dog and Dogland is created in the ancestral lands of the Cowlitz, Multnomah, Cathlamet, Clackamas, Tumwater, Tualatin, Kalapuya, Wasco, Molala, Watlala, Bands of the Chinook, and other indigenous nations and tribes of the first people who made their homes along the rivers here in what is now called Portland, Oregon. And special thanks to our own Granny and Gramps who helped us write and record our Power Dog theme song that you'll hear at the end of the episode. Hey, Granny and Gramps, what key did y'all say that's in? It's It's in in D for Dogland. Give up when we're chasing.
he's in danger and we're riding across the sea. Sure he's right there leading us up barking with the seal. Power dog, he won't give up. Power dog, he won't give up. Chase his problems till they're done. Power dog, he won't give up. When we're chasing trouble and we're riding across the star, sure he's right there beside us, just holding on pause. Power dog, he won't give up. Power dog, he won't give up. Chase his problems till they're done. Power dog, he won't give up. When we're chasing trouble and we're zooming through the stars, sure he's right there beside us, just a zap and near and far. Our dog won't give up, our dog he won't give up, chase his problems till they're done. Our dog he won't give up when we're bugging a volcano or we're straddling a storm. Our dog is right beside us at every little turn. Our dog he won't give up. Our dog he won't give up. Chase his problems till they're done. Our dog he won't give up. Hispanic foxes in the days clad of pusses. We heard them up and wound them down. Our dogs right beside us. Come with me to Dogland. We've got special tales to tell. And when we come together, all our tails will wag as well. So come with me to Dogland, we've got special tales to tell. And when we come together, all our tails will wag as well. Woof, woof! Howl, howl, howl.